Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today on the show, we have Ave Pildis. Hi, Ave. Hi, how are you guys doing? We're good. good. Thanks good, for joining good. us. We're I'm super excited to chat about your new book you have coming out. But before we get into that, do you mind if you introduce yourself to our listeners and give them a background on how you got into photography? Well, that I mean, it's a circuitous uh, story, but uh, naturally, <laughs> my my parents wanted me to be a doctor. When of that course. didn't work, they <laughs> they uh, they changed. They switched to wanting me to be an architect, and I tried that for uh, a, a few years, but it was pretty confining. So I settled on uh, being a, a designer, mostly uh, graphic design, but I did do a lot of interior uh, stuff. And uh, the short story is uh, when I couldn't get the kind of photographs I wanted from people I was hiring, mm. I started mm. Uh, mm-hmm. taking photographs myself. That's the short story. While I was in uh, uh, design school, I can tell you I was also a, a, a failed musician. And uh, I'm sorry about that because I really like music. But uh, yeah. my mother twisted my arm to play the violin, and I wasn't very good. Uh, uh, I was more interested in baseball. So, right. uh, cool. so uh, then in in high school, uh, I picked up a B flat trumpet. But uh, you know, then I was more interested in cars and and uh, girls. So that didn't mm-hmm. work. In the meantime, I was still interested in music. Um, when I got to when I got to a, a college or just after college, I started going to jazz clubs. Mm. It was uh, it was my way of uh, uh, escaping, you know, and um, not to mention the the soft drugs that they had at the jazz clubs. <laughs> so so um, uh, I was taking taking pictures of jazz musicians, and I was a, a much better photographer than I was a a musician. So that was kind of the that was kind of the the beginning, and those pictures were all taken in the '60s, yeah. and then like other pictures that I've taken, they they kind of went to sleep. You know, they just uh, uh, got uh, put in a file, and right. uh, then then now, sixty years later, those pictures are becoming very popular, all from the yeah. bebop era. Uh, right, because you got, you have some legends in there, Nina Simone. Like I was checking them <laughs> out, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Well, even better than uh, these were all in small, small, smoky clubs. Yeah, and uh, before before there was really big jazz concerts, although that did that was starting at that time. Mm-hmm. So very often, I was I was sitting. Uh, you know, the stage might have been just two feet off uh, the the dance floor. So wow. I could uh, I could sit below the stage and and look up at the uh, look up at the the musicians and I can tell you at that time I had a a lens that was made by Zeiss that was a f two lens and it it was uh, all metal it was huge yeah and it was on a 
I had it adapted to a Pentax camera. It was uh, sharp, so I was uh, I was lucky to even get those get those uh, pictures. Right. And um, you know, it was hard to focus at that time. Mm-hmm. So I would I would pre-focus and then just wait for the musicians to rock into focus. Wow. Or to move into focus. Yeah. Yeah. So so I wasn't uh, I wasn't changing the lens settings very very often at all. And I missed a lot of pictures. And sure. I can tell you that I got a lot of thin negative. Yeah. I did the best I could in the dark room at that time. Right. But I can tell you that those negatives, when I scan them now and work with them in Photoshop, I can get much better prints than I could oh, wow. ever get in the dark room. Wow. So, so technology, huh? Yeah. The technology has helped me a lot. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, that's great that you were able to save those. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. Yeah, I have a little cave over here to, well, you can't see it. Uh, it's um, the roof line of my house is kind of a paraboloid roof line. And so there's a there's a little uh, space that you have to crouch down into, but it's big enough to put uh, some short files in and to store all my negatives. So I go in there on a little uh, rolling chair, rolling uh, stool, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so as not to bang my head on the. Beam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, After the the jazz clubs, were you working professionally at all as a photographer? The uh, I was getting paid by Downbeat Magazine because oh, they liked oh. they liked uh, my pictures, but. Um, uh, after that, I, I went to work at uh, um, designing collateral. You know, like uh, I guess uh, that meant catalogs and and mm. uh, sort of uh, uh, mail outs for in and I moved to Pittsburgh uh, after design school and um, I was working for Alcoa and uh, Westinghouse and U.S. Steel and and doing well I was interested in type typography but what people would mostly consider wasn't very uh, glamorous work but I had a chance to meet uh, Paul Rand because he was working uh, at uh, doing things for Westinghouse and and designed their typeface and their corporate identity. And um, uh, he he knew one of my idols while I was going to school, another typographer named Noel Martin. Hmm. And both of both of those guys suggested that um, that I go to to uh, to graduate school in Switzerland. Oh wow. wow! And this was in the mid the mid sixties. Worked out great for me because um, uh, I just wrote I just wrote the the woman who was in charge of uh, uh, the draft board in Cincinnati, Ohio, where I was born, and said, "Look, I'm I want to go to uh, to uh, grad school." Hmm. I I remember her name. I never met her. Her name was Mary Fitzker, mm-hmm. and uh, she said, "Oh, okay." And uh, I missed the uh, wow. I missed the draft. I didn't. Wow. I missed the draft. I never wow. went to Vietnam until about uh, five or six years ago, and I went on my dime, not the right. government's. Yeah. Right, right. So, so wow. Jeez. So that was uh, that was good, and I got a, a really good education there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I came back and um, worked for a short time in in Philadelphia, uh, just out of school. Out of uh, graduate school, I was hired by PCA, which is now University of the Arts, to oh. uh, be a professor. That was great because I didn't have any money at all. Right. And um, I met another really great guy there. 
even though I was I was teaching design at the time, right next door was a really famous photographer, and I really liked his work. That was Ray Metzger, okay. and Ray and Ray oh, yeah. Metzger is a is a giant in in photography, and uh, I just you know like hung out with him uh, a while, and then uh, uh, in the in the middle of my working there. I went to visit a friend in on Christmas in California, in Los Angeles. Uh, he was working at uh, uh, Capitol Records. I was visiting them. And just at that time, one of their art directors, they had four art directors, one of them moved from Capitol Records to another record company. I forgot, but it'll come back to me. His name was Roland Young. Uh, he recently passed away, really terrific designer. And uh, Capitol Records said, "Oh, I I hear that you're a, I hear that you're a designer and photographer." And I said, "Yeah, I'm working in Philadelphia." And they said, "Well, do you have a portfolio?" I said, "Oh, it's in Philadelphia." <laughs> and they said, um, "As a matter of fact, uh, we'll go get it." No way. <laughs> and I no said, way. I, And I said, <laughs> "Look, I just drove I just drove out here, and uh, I have to drive back to Philadelphia to start a second semester." And um, they said, well, when you get back there, there'll be a, a, a plane ticket for you. Just hop on a plane, what? bring your portfolio, come back out and see us. No kidding. Abe, and, that's amazing. Uh, so I did that. <laughs> and I came back out and they said, do you want a job? I said, I have a job. <gasps> and they said, oh, we'll take care of that. No and, way. And within the the whole thing took about two weeks. I wound up in uh in uh, Los Angeles at Capitol Records as one of their art directors. Unbelievable. Wow. It wow. was, it was, it was just uh, serendipitous. Yeah. 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 And oh. uh, I can say I've been very lucky in that way. And I, I can also say it was, it wasn't uh, my dream job, you know? Sure. And um, without saying too much, I, I just thought that, uh, um, I made a lot of friends. They, I was the new guy on the block, so they assigned <laughs> me all of the new uh, recording artists. Wow! Once that hadn't made albums before, there were a few that that had, but mm-hmm. but mostly the record company, you know, charged absolutely everything in their contract, charged everything off against them, even uh, before their album was released. The artist was owing Capitol Records money. Yep. Yep. Oh geez. So so that didn't uh, sit very well with me, and sure. um, so uh, I just took the the contacts that I made at Capitol Records and opened up my own studio and worked oh. with uh, some artists that I had met and uh, other entertainment companies, some some TV uh, uh, things that I did, and uh, started working as a commercial photographer, working for uh, ad agencies and. I yes, I did have to take pictures of, uh, of I guess uh, vice grips and uh, tool and <laughs> yeah. tools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, had a couple good clients, some some uh, uh, restaurant change chains, and I got lucky. And one of the ad agencies in in New York had uh, had a uh, a client that was Minolta. Oh, so wow. they, asked, okay. they asked me to to uh, uh test some cameras for Minolta and Minolta liked the liked the work and all of a sudden I was uh um taking pictures of all, lots of Minolta cam with oh, wow. Minolta cool. cameras and they just it's all about 
it's all about <laughs> luck. Yeah. So, well, I I did deliver the pictures. You right, know? right, exactly. Yeah. So, Give yourself yeah. some credit there. Yeah. Yeah, Minolta just gave me all everything that I wanted. They said, "Here, Jeez. we don't want you using other people's equipment. Use our equipment." And then and they sent me everywhere. So, so huh. uh, that was that was pretty good. That's so that led to to something else. And so and it was in a time when when photographers had day rates. Yep. And so uh, and as when I was working as a designer. Sometimes the design jobs would would be three months, six months, mm-hmm. and you would have yeah. to carry the carry the client. You would you would bill them monthly, and sometimes they would say, "Well, wait until the job is done," and mm-hmm. and then. But as a photographer, um, you got you got paid half of the money up front, hmm. you know, because it was uh, considered expenses, right? Yeah, and yeah, and to- the jobs lasted. Generally three days. Sometimes, if it was a really long job, it might last two weeks. Right, you know? right, right, yeah. right. So right. it was yeah. much quicker, and the turnaround was so much quicker than design that I just used my design education and knowledge to take better pictures. Hmm. So there was a transition period where I was doing less design and more photography. So Damn. I had all this uh, uh, money in the bank from taking pictures. And I wanted to buy a a house, yeah. you know, and a place to work. And I went to the bank, and the bank said, uh, "Do you have a job?" Oh, yeah, I hate this. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know. And, <laughs> and I said, "I said uh, no. Uh, yeah. I'm an independent uh, uh, contractor." And they said, "Well, we can't lend you money." Mm. I hate that. So, so you know, like while I was scratching my head. I got a call uh, because people knew that I I had taught before, and they said, uh, "Do you want to be a professor?" You know, and I said, mm. "Well, you know, that's going to cut into my photography." And they said, "No, you know, like you'll only have to work uh, uh, fifteen hours a week. That's twelve hours of teaching, three hours of office work, and the rest of the time you can do whatever you want. You know, you can still take pictures." Not bad. And I said, that's oh, the gig. I said, "Okay." And as soon as I took the job, the bank lent me some money. There you go. They of course. Said, they said, and uh, they were happy because I had a, I had enough money for down payments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I and I uh, I, I bought uh, a house that was on the turn in a in a popular area called Silver Lake in uh, yeah. in Los Angeles. I used to live in and, Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah. And I mm-hmm. and I. Uh, I fixed it. I fixed it up because I had been to architecture school for two years. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I had had some engineering classes. I wasn't afraid to do that. And at the end of fixing it up, which was took me just six months, the bank said, "Well, would you like would you like to uh, let's convert your loan or something?" Mm. And they gave me a mortgage on that house and a hundred thousand dollars in cash. Jeez. You know, wow. Um, because the house was worth more than it was, yeah. you know, was fixed up. So I took that and, you know, there was there was another place up the street, uh, a little three little houses on a on a hillside. And I bought that hey, you smart. Know, with that with <laughs> that money. So that's why I could afford to be to continue to take pictures to this day. 
That's wow. the short yeah. story, guys. Right. So, right. So that only uh, took 10 minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the luck you have. I would give my right arm for for half of the luck you have. <laughs> I I've been I've been very lucky. Naturally, you know, like I left out the parts about um uh, me buying a motorcycle when I came to California and then uh, <laughs> being hit by a car. Oh, oh no. Oh no. And uh you know uh, um being up to my waist in a cast for a while and nobody <laughs> would hire me. Right. And, uh, but um you know if things weren't plus and minus, you would mm-hmm. probably spin off the edge of the earth. You know, oh, right, right, right. That's so, so true. So yeah. it always has to be uh, ups and downs. So, you know, whenever you're having a uh, an, an up period, you know that it's going to be be followed mm-hmm. by a you know a downturn. Um, right. Or if you were a juvenile delinquent like mm-hmm. I was when I was in high school then you have to uh, pay up now. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't so. know anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> so, right. so Abe, I, I'm assuming your time at, at Capitol Records is where you ventured out onto Hollywood Boulevard? Yes, that's a good, that's a good question. Because yeah. it's um, Capitol Records is just a half a block off of mm-hmm. Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. we, we did get a lunch break. So when, when we went out to... When we went out to lunch, it was, uh, we just walked to Hollywood Boulevard and um, uh, on our way to lunch at, at the, either the Brown Derby, which existed at that time, or Musso mm-hmm. and Frank's, which still is there, a very iconic uh, Hollywood um, uh, restaurant. It, it has really good food, but it also has delicacies like you can get fried brains there to this oh, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been there. I have to check yeah. it out. So anyway, while we were walking, uh, about probably uh, half of the half of the boulevard there, I was looking around to seeing because it was a new experience for me. They had uh, these movie theaters. There were a half a dozen movie theaters mm. on Hollywood Boulevard at that time. There were the stars in the concrete, so you could walk along and see mm-hmm. see famous uh, actors and actresses and radio people, TV people, and and you could see you could see tourists stopping to uh, look at the stars and you could see the out of work actors or yeah. people going to auditions and they would be uh, you know they might be dressed in evening wear and it's lunchtime because they were yeah. headed to some place and uh, amongst that the, there were just uh, street people mhm so this place was just uh, alive. It was yeah. It mm. was on the turn. It was kind of like Times Square, okay. right? You know, right, Be- right. And um, you know, so it was just teeming with life. You mm. know, so so I got. I said, "Wow, look what's going on here." So I started to uh, to take a few pictures there. And then when I left Capitol, because I only worked there maybe six or eight months, then I had more time. Then I started hanging out there and getting to know the people. And I would come and uh, uh, generally I would just uh, uh, set my camera up on a tripod, uh, which was very different than other people taking uh, photos in. And I had a, I think I had a 10 foot cable release at the time. Cool. So I could walk around the camera. I could uh, leave, I could leave the camera. I I found uh, locations that were kind of like sets. So Mm -hmm. they were sort of architectural sets. They were either 
the front of a of a movie theater that had a box office in front of it, yeah, or or a blank wall that just had a uh, an address on it, or or C's. One of my favorites was C's Candies. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. all it was all white and uh, tiled outside, and I just kind of uh, waited for things to happen in in front of those things. So and. And I got very good at watching the people walking up and down the street. So if I saw somebody who looked interesting, before they ever got to the camera, I would be talking to them. Oh, wow. okay. So I would, I would uh, say, I don't know if they were with a dog. I would start talking about dogs or what kind mm-hmm, of dog is mm-hmm. that? Or I have dogs. I love dogs. Or, you know, like, uh, where did you get that T-shirt? You know, or... Mm-hmm. or Oh, hey, that's a, that's a T-shirt that I designed, or oh, yeah. I don't know, whatever came to my mind. It didn't have to make sense. It was just a way to stop these these people, and then I would ask them uh, to uh, to to pose. Sometimes yeah. I would ask them to pose. Sometimes, because they saw the camera, they just would want to act out yeah. our pose, <laughs> and sometimes they would just say. I mean, now, like now they would say, am I going to, are you going to post this online? That's what they say now. But then Mm -hmm. they would say, uh, what are you going to use the pictures for? And I, I just tell them, I don't know, but you know, it could be, it could have been a long conversation and then it became a sequence. Hmm. So if it was a, a longer conversation, then I had a number of photographs of me interacting with the, with the people. Wow. And that That's led so cool. to sequencing photography where I would say, okay, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to wait and I'm going to take a picture of everybody when they get to the middle of the frame. Yeah. So I started doing that and that that became kind of interesting to just see, you know, like 40 or 50 pictures of everybody in the same position mm-hmm, mm-hmm. walking past. So, you know, I was just having fun. Yeah. And then yeah. and then there was um there was a situation I said, "Okay, let's let's try some other things." So I put my camera down very low, very down so you would only see feet of people going, you know, legs and feet. Right. And and then what happened was people would come along and they would duck down to be in the picture <laughs> <laughs> like they were, you know, kind of pre-photo bombing, but yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they would just like be leaning over. So then I had a collection of people ducking down into the picture. That is so funny. I guess this entertained me for almost uh, almost three years. Back wow. in that, you know, going back, I I and I like to actually I at that time I liked to shoot on cloudy days. So I shot a lot more in the winter, in the winter yeah. than I did in the summer, and uh, I knew which side of the street the sun was on. Yep. You know, the street runs east and west, but the sun isn't right down the center all the time. So I could switch from one side to another. Um, and if you if you notice in those pictures, there are almost no shadows. So there are very evenly lit. Wow. And uh, so I took advantage. I took advantage of that. You know, that that was that was good. And there was also some other results from from being there. Uh, two that I can think of. One was that the box offices in front of the theaters, which were, you know, like little jewels, you yeah. know, in, in front of mm-hmm. those in front of those theaters that were on Hollywood Boulevard, 
I started taking pictures of those because they just were so strange in the landscape. A very different kind of photograph than me watching the people go by. Because okay. these were like almost like uh, stills. So uh, somebody saw those. Uh, William Daly, uh, who's no longer with us, saw those and asked me if I wanted to do a, a box set of prints of those. Oh. And I and I did, and they were you could you could get twelve Hollywood uh, box offices. There were six on Hollywood Boulevard, but there were some other theaters that were in the Hollywood area. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I went and I took pictures of those, and I think there were t- we made twenty five copies of that and a couple artist proofs. And Bill uh, uh, sold some of those to uh, museums and. And oh, uh, wow. I I didn't really know what was going on. You know, right. he just he just liked to do that. Now, those there are still some of those floating around. Oh, no I way! See them, I see them uh, those box sets. One of my dealers in in um, uh, La Jolla, uh, Joseph Fellows, has a took my um, artist proof ones. He has those, and I think that if you want to buy one now, it's. Uh, uh, $5,000 Jeez! Wow. for wow, wow, awesome. wow, wow. So, and that then, then somebody then <laughs> on a, on a business trip to New York to take some pictures, I stopped into, um, Harper and Row, which was a, which is a big publisher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I showed them, I said, look, I have these box offices and they, they have this wonderful, um, uh, architecture from the movie theaters and and uh, Art Deco in Los Angeles. For some reason, um, somebody had called the uh, Cass Canfield, who was the president of at that time of Harper and Row. And uh, I went to see him, and he said, "Well, I'm not too uh, interested in just the box offices, but I am interested in Art Deco." And uh, he said, "Why don't you take some pictures of Art Deco architecture?" And I said, uh, okay. And I took some and I sent them to him. He said, well, let's do a little book and, and uh, like uh, like English Sunrise. You know, it's just a little eight-inch eight inch right, book right, right. Uh-huh. with 64 pages. And I made a deal with him that I would, I would produce it and just give them finished books. That was my first little book. Okay. Man. And then, and then uh, somebody saw that and said, do you want to do a coffee table book? Yeah, of movie theaters, and they sent, and then I I bought a Volkswagen camper, <laughs> yeah. and, and traveled and traveled around the country one summer, to taking pictures of movie theaters, and that book was published by um, Clarkson and Potter, which was an imprint of Crown. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it and it wasn't definitive because it was the only. Only the theaters that I could get to in a in a two month trip. Okay. Right. And I never knew exactly. I had a letter from the publisher, so I would show up uh, at a theater in some small town in New Mexico and, and say, <laughs> "Look, here's a here's uh-huh. I'm doing a book. Can I take yeah. pictures of the theater?" And they said, "Well, you can come during intermission and take pictures." And so I would go. I would go in there and with a a Norman pack that I wore on my hip wow. uh, with one head and I'd set my camera up in a, 
in the balcony someplace. And I would walk around the theater and, and just take uh, open the lens, walk around the theater and paint the theater with a strobe. Wow. Right. Oh, very wow. cool. Sometimes 20 or 30 pops of that strobe, yeah. you know, while the camera was open. And, wow. and, um, and then, then I come back and uh, uh, they did this, did this book called Movie Palaces. <laughs> and, uh, and it was in print for 30 years. Wow. First with Clarkson and Potter and then, and then it was picked up by Hennessy and Ingalls. So mm. I think there's an expression, if you're going to get lucky, it's good to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I feel like there was a lot of, lot of luck involved in, in, uh, in uh, my life. Yeah, I want to ask the, the, your new book that's coming out is 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 the um, Hollywood Boulevard stuff. Did did those photos kind of stay tucked away like the jazz stuff? And and how did how did that all? Yeah, let's circle back to that a little bit. Yeah. And um, when I first took those pictures on a on a trip to uh, to Europe, because I still had connections to Europe, having lived in Switzerland mm-hmm. for three yeah. years. Yeah. I, I made a little uh, backpack that I could put um, a box of Agfa print. You know, I made the prints on Agfa and I just stuck them in the backpack. And I went to visit uh, Zoom magazine in, in Paris. And uh, I said, look, I've got all these uh, photos. Are you interested? Well, they, they uh, had never seen anything like that. You know, all uh, these pictures from Hollywood hmm. Boulevard. And they said, oh, yeah, let's, you know, like, can you leave the pictures here? And I said, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they said, well, nope. we'd like to publish them there. They ran eight pages. Mm. You know, they, they ran some big box offices. And then as you went through the pages, they ran contacts over a two page spread. Okay. Uh, it must've been a hundred photos. Wow. You know, of, mm. uh, I didn't edit them. They edited it all. Some of them were good. Some of them weren't. Okay. But that blew up, and then everybody wanted to publish those uh, pictures. That mm. was, I think, in 1976, a few yeah, years I after I took year. the pictures. Yeah. Okay. It's um, uh, the Zoom, it's uh, issue 35, as I remember. Okay. And then, and after that initial run, occasionally somebody might want to uh, have seen that, wanted a picture. But then those pictures went to sleep for 40 years. Wow. wow. They just went into they just went into the cave. Yeah. And then uh along the way I I bought a little uh uh scanner mm-hmm. that was uh made by Plus Tech and uh, mm-hmm. it scans at seventy two hundred DPI and it's designated for thirty five millimeter. And I just every once in a while I would scan a picture and I got good scans. The uh there was I guess um, 2016, a few years ago, Chris Pickler from Nisrali Press said, you know, I really like those pictures of box offices. Hmm. Can we do a new little book, uh, a book number, I think, uh, photo books, one or did they're little, little books. And they, so we printed some, some box offices. And then I came back and I said, well, Chris, I've got all these pictures of Hollywood Boulevard. And he said, well, that's not really the kind of pictures that I'm I'm publishing. Mm. But I have a friend, and this would be great for for my friend, and that's uh, Clint Woodside. And, yeah, Clint. And yep, yep, Clint, yep. 
Clint Woodside. And so I met with Clint Woodside. This guy, this guy is such a nice, you wouldn't believe he's, how nice yeah. this guy is. We, he's a friend of the show. We've had him on our, our podcast. We know Clint. Oh, well, yeah. well, we've become really good friends because we best. have uh, cactuses in, that's another story. In common. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, Clint said, well, we could do a book here. And the best part about uh, my relationship with him is that um, not only is he interested in the photos, but he has a really good eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. went through those three years. We went through three years worth of negatives. Wow. And he found pictures that I had rejected, which, right. which, okay. often, ha- which often happens. And this happens yeah. because... I rejected I reject pictures because they didn't meet the criteria mm-hmm. that I set up before I started taking pictures. So I didn't pay much attention to them. Hmm. But I forgot what the criteria was. <laughs> you know? And he yeah. saw he saw pictures in with new eyes, fresh eyes. Right, said, right. Well, what's about this picture? And I said, Oh gee, I never, you know, paid much attention to that one. So then we then in editing we had this collaborative effort to edit and I tell you that best thing that could have ever happen to those pictures because yeah. you know he he was so good at pairing the pictures and we talked about oh let's use this picture or, or I I could say to him oh no I really don't like that picture yeah. and he could say the same no let's get rid of this one mm. you know and let's use this instead and we got this really good book, you know. Yeah. And it's and it's and on top of that, he likes quality. Yep. So he he has a quality printer in China. Yeah. Who not only is a good printer because those those uh, those prints are just remarkable, mm-hmm. and and that same company is a does wonderful binding. So the binding yep. is really good, and the printing is is really very good. And in the meantime, they they rescanned all of those pictures using a a Hasselblad scanner, oh, which wow. has sort of okay. a curved surface. They don't make that anymore. Mm-hmm. I I can't really see the difference between my scans and the new ones. But Clint gave gave all those scans to Nelson, mm-hmm. and Nelson really made really made them cleaned them up yeah really really terrific and i have a set of those scans now and those were the same scans that uh, they used to make the make the book and this uh, this book and now it's just started to get some recognition but again it's now people are looking at these pictures and they're not my new work right they're old work but i'm interested in them again yeah. You know, so I can revisit these pictures and people, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I like the word nostalgia, but, uh, but people see these pictures and they say the same reaction that I had when I first walked on Hollywood Boulevard, they yeah. say, wow, look what's happening here. Right. So, uh, so I think that, uh, people are very interested in these pictures and they're 50 years old now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially for somebody who lives in LA Hollywood Boulevard doesn't look like that anymore, you know? A lot of <laughs> true, it doesn't. True. 
So to see these to see these people in that time, like a time capsule, I can't wait to get my copy. That's all. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for yeah. get, for getting a copy. It's uh, I go to the post office whenever I have uh, four or six and mm-hmm. and mail them at uh, at one time. So, um, Chris, would you like for me to uh, um, to personalize it for you? Oh yes, please. Oh. I would love okay. that. Yes, please. Okay, I won't tell you what I'm going to say because I don't okay. know yet. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> but something. Okay. Um, how what was this the process? How long did this process take? How long were you guys working on this little project? Was it a did it come together quickly or? It took a it it took a a, a year, you know, going back and forth and and uh, so in that time I you know I refamiliarized myself with it and. Uh, you know, I was I got excited all over again. So, mm. so that was a good thing. It did get in the. It happened at a good time because it was right a- after COVID. Yeah. You know yeah. where it's where it's the, uh, you know, or the end of end of COVID when it's when it uh, the process started. So I hadn't been out taking pictures. You know, like mm-hmm. a couple years. I think that um, uh, my last uh, photo trip was uh, to Brazil, and I came back in just when they on the eighth of March of uh, yeah, wow, twenty 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 twenty, yeah, and, uh, and there was lockdown everywhere, you know, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. I was working, time. I was working in the studio, so so doing, you know, just working on uh, studio still lifes, and um, the book interrupted that. Mm. But in a very good way. Amazing. So, yeah. I'll get back to that some sometime. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. you when you look at those pictures from the book, do you can you remember being there? Like, do you feel oh, yeah. no, how I, it felt to take those yeah. photos and stuff? Look, I can't remember which side of the refrigerator to put the carton of milk into. <laughs> now, yeah. oh, I'm with you on that. <laughs> but I can remember everybody that i took a picture of yeah and the story and the story that went went with them and every one of those pictures has a story so so uh, when people ask me about a particular picture i can tell you what happened i mean one of those was i I had my camera set up uh, and it was close to a bus stop and charles got off of the uh got off of the bus and he was carrying a little a stool Hmm. and a satchel and uh he was a colorful looking guy. And mm-hmm. I said, wow, you're looking pretty dapper today. And, uh, and he said, yeah, I just been, I just been to the track. I had a good day. Uh. So I said, I said, well, can I take your picture? So he sat down and he just had this little stool you know, that he had, <laughs> had at the track. So he sat down and uh, I started taking pictures, you know, uh, of him. You know, the first thing he did was wave to me. And then so I was taking pictures of him. As I was taking pictures, uh, one of the Hollywood regulars called Simon, who was a a, a, a bit actor, who was a, <laughs> a big man. And he was mm-hmm. wear, had a uh, black, black pants and, you know, like a very imposing kind of character. He came and started to photo bomb. <laughs> the the uh, picture so he moved and he wanted to know what was going on you know and i told him well charles had just come from the track and then he said <laughs> asked me what i was doing and he kept getting closer and charles kept getting closer and then they were both in the picture at the same oh time oh my gosh and finally 
Simon just usurped the, the frame and Charles <laughs> Charles left, you know? Oh, and man. and um, there was Simon. So that Amazing. was a nice little sequence. Nice little sequence yeah, there. yeah. And I think that the there's a picture in the book of um, not the sequence, but of just uh, both Simon and Charles in the in the uh, in the picture at the same time. Man. So so cool that that happened that happened many times. You know the the nice part about that even today when when I when I I go there I interact with the people. It's very easy for me to just uh, uh, talk to to people on the street, you know, yeah. Yeah. To, to chat them up. And here's a little plug. There's the, another thing just to show you that the, that the string of uh, serendipity just uh, keeps uh, happening. Five years ago, uh, a guy called me. I hadn't talked to him for 30 years or so. Hmm. And he said, uh, hi, Abe, this is Patrick. Do you remember me? And I said, yes, pa- yeah, Patrick, I remember you. So he said, you know, I took your I took your class at Art Center 40 years ago and I've been following wow. you ever since. Wow. And I said, "Oh, Patrick, no why?" And he said, "Well, <laughs> you know, now I am a film director, you know, and uh um and Patrick uh, works in the industry doing uh, TV and and films, commercial film, mm-hmm. and he's also a documentarian." Oh, so he cool. said he said, I want to do a, a documentary about your career. And I said, oh, Patrick, pick on, you know, like, I'm not ready for that. Ask somebody else, you know. And uh. he kept he kept after me. And um, I finally said, uh, okay. So it took him five years. And during, during the, uh, he followed me around. Initially, he was going to follow me around the country because he knew I traveled a lot. Yeah, and I said that isn't going to work. So he, so he just uh, uh, started following me around uh, L.A., and so he got three years worth of footage, and then he oh, spent man. two years uh, during uh, COVID editing it, <sighs> and now it's been picked up by Passion River Films, which is in New York. Great. So uh, they're, I guess, they're trying to uh, to sell it to uh, uh, Netflix or. YouTube or somebody, yeah. anybody, anybody. I would anybody. love to see that. Yeah. It is crazy. And yeah. so he, we had a small, small crew and they said, well, we should visit the places that you're in Los Angeles that you, that you yeah. like to go and shoot. So, um, we naturally Hollywood Boulevard was in that. So we went back to Hollywood Boulevard Oh, and man. they took pictures of me while I was taking pictures. And we went to Skid Row and we went yeah. to Beverly Hills, wow. went to Venice Beach. And so now there's a, I think it's an hour and a half uh, documentary of me taking pictures and of uh, a lot of stills are, are worked into that too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so um, I don't know what's going to be next, but uh, yeah, but um, that's really, you cool. know, um, my, this finger still works. There you go. <laughs> you know? Yeah, trigger so, finger. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And uh, knock on wood, I have still uh, good health. I spend yeah. a lot of time at the gym religiously. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, um, and I can. I stay I can, young. Uh, I don't mind bragging about my age. I'm uh, 83. Goodness. And wonderful, uh, wonderful. I'm hoping to get another 10 years here. There you go. I love it. Yeah. Man. 
We'll be right back with a listener question for Ave right after this message from our sponsor. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Just wanted to pop in here quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. Now, we've done a bunch of these already. They're a ton of fun. We hang out. We develop some film. We talk shop. We laugh. They're just an all-around good time. We try to also get a former guest for these. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Patreon is the best way to support the show. All right, guys, this is part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Caleb Knuven. Hey, buddy. And he mm-hmm. wanted to know if you could photograph one artist alive or past, who would it be? Ooh. Okay. Well, hi, Caleb. Um, <laughs> well, I, I'm not the... Uh... I'm not a paparazzi, so I don't uh, mm. run around taking pictures of uh, movie stars. But there was a jazz musician that I that I liked a lot, and I never had a chance to take a picture of him. And that was Sonny Rollins. Mm. So okay. he's recently passed away. But correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, if he's still alive, and Sonny, you hear this? Uh, yeah, please uh, <laughs> invite me to come photograph you. And uh, <laughs> And uh, I would love to do that. Did you ever, like, when you were doing the like the jazz stuff, did you ever get a chance to, like, grab a quick portrait of these people, or was it always just on stage? No, no. I became friends with a lot of these mu- musicians. So, wow. uh, and, and some of them I knew their families, and uh, some I d- did take portraits of. And, and even recently, because people know those pictures, yeah. there was a... Uh, a duo that was in Los Angeles a couple years ago, uh, both well-known um, musicians. And I went to, they were playing at a, at a art gallery and I was invited to come and listen to them. And all I had was my iPhone with me and I started taking pictures. Mm. And afterwards I showed them the pictures that I had on my iPhone and I, and I invited them to come to the studio so I could take pictures oh, yeah. of them. And that was David Murray, who is an incredible saxophone player. Oh, yeah. And, and um, uh, Kahil El-Zabar, who is a percussionist uh, extraordinaire and also uh, sings and, and uh, makes, wow. makes, uh, makes music. I mean, he's just committed to, to making music. And, and those people came out to the studio. I took some really good pictures of them. Cool. They both use those pictures and I've published those pictures. So, wow. so very often, uh, I get a chance when I go to a, a club, you know, I mm-hmm. might take a, a camera with me and, and take pictures. So I don't do it as much as when I was really doing that, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, I'm still, uh, listen to jazz every day. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, good answer. All right. So now we're going to have to hit you with the two-part camera question that we ask our guests every week. (laughs) The first part is the Desert Island camera. 
do you have one camera, you know, that it, it's uh, you're stuck on a desert island. It's it's the only one you can take with you. What's it going to be and why? Well, it, w- it would be uh, one that I don't have yet. Oh, oh wait. Well, that's- see- that's, save that's save that second, answer. That's the second question. Okay. <laughs> so you got you. We're, we're putting your hand to the fire. You have to pick uh, one camera okay. that you so can't the live one without. That, the one that I would, uh, I think, the one that I would take now would uh, would be my iPhone. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. that's a good answer too, because I mean, yeah. who doesn't take a million pictures with their iPhone all the time? That's good. So it's uh, it's pretty powerful and. Um, you know, the more you use it, the better you get with it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And uh, so um, it's a little bit uh, uh, strange for me in the composition because yeah. it has a, a failing. The failing is that if you're in sunlight, you can't see the screen. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. But, other, but otherwise, um, it takes uh, pretty good pictures. Man. Yeah, it's funny you say that because this weekend I was just – I never use portrait mode on my iPhone. I always – just take the regular photos cuz i think portrait mode if i want if i want the background blurred out i'll get a nice camera and shoot at one you know <laughs> one two or whatever so i'm very anti portrait mode but i was using it this weekend to photograph my son in the pool and i was like man this is actually pretty good <laughs> yeah in they a got pinch, it down you know now. yeah so i get that i understand that and the plugins you know i mean if you if you're driving uh, on the freeway and you see uh, an advertisement uh, for iPhones and this is a humongous uh, photo yep, yep, yep. and it says shot with an iPhone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, well, I mean, it, it's not straight out of the, the, yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do work with it, but yeah, um, you can get really good pictures with an iPhone. I love that answer. It's a good answer. Okay. All right. So part two is the white whale camera. Is there a camera that you're, you know, you're lusting after right now? Something that you just have to have that you hadn't had a chance to or you just need it again? What camera are you are you lusting after? Well, I don't think I'm a big tech guy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, there I have flirted with uh, wanting to have uh, uh, an eight thousand dollar Leica. Yeah. And. and uh, things like that, but now I use uh, Sony equipment. I think that it's it's r- really good, and they mm-hmm. and the lenses are good. So uh, th- they make a, a a little camera called a I think a ZV one. It's a it's made yeah. for, it's made for bloggers. You know, that's what I yep. have. I have yep. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do. Yeah, well, yeah, I have one too. <laughs> okay, so. So there's two reasons why I want that. One is because it's they say that it's it's great if you like to take stills. Mm-hmm. It's a it's only 20 megapixel, but that doesn't matter to me. I don't. It right. doesn't. I have a 60 megapixel camera. That's fine. But uh, so 20 megapixels is fine for me. The other thing is is that I've noticed that when I when I do uh, uh, little motion things and I put mm. them up on Instagram. Yeah. Or on on Facebook or someplace that people are you know people have very sh- short attention spans so oh, they yeah. want mm-hmm. something to happen yeah. right so they like motion so now I think I'm going to try and 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 get this little camera and do some motion things so this is kind oh, of cool. a a new direction for me to see if I can make make little films I've been making little films but using still still photographs yeah yeah. you can Mm -hmm. see them on youtube so they're they're stills using they're kind of like stop action films oh now i 
yeah, now I want to get this uh, uh, little camera, and they, it comes with a stick. Yeah. So you can yep. just, which is, uh, I guess it's a little um, thing to help steady the camera, but I think I'll uh, get that, and I have a good relationship with uh, Sony, so so uh, I'd like to like to um, to try that out. Uh, I'm sure that the beginning ones are going to be terrible because <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what I'm doing. Out, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to uh, learn that curve, but though, but it'll get better. So, so it's yeah, a, Z, it's a, a ZV1. That's the one I think uh, I'll try, and um, I, I probably will get it within the next uh, week or ten days because this weekend I'm going to uh, to New York for a book signing. Yeah, saw in, that. In the 7th of November, I'm going to Paris for a book signing and then to Berlin for a book signing. Wow. Man. So I think that this this Hollywood Boulevard book is going to blow up. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I haven't been any place since I came back from uh, Carnival in Brazil in uh, just before COVID. So oh, I'm, you're going to uh, have a blast. You're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm itching to go out and take pictures. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Man, good answers. Yeah, great answers. Well, Ave, congratulations on all of it. Um, what a career. We are, what an inspiring story. Yes. Like I said, I'm excited to get my copy. But where can everybody else pick it up? Where 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 can they uh They can you can get it maybe in your local bookstore. You can get it from Deadbeat Club Press, mm -hmm. which is yep. Clint Woodside, and you can get it from me, which would be smallphotobooks.com. Amazing. Yes. If you can find it yet, the the documentary is called Aves America. Not my choice of titles. <laughs> Not my choice of titles, but uh, is that out yet, or is it? Is it? Can we see that somewhere? The um, I can send you uh, uh, the oh. the final version, but uh, maybe from Passion River Passion River Films. Yeah, I would love to see that. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And we'll keep our, our, our listeners, whenever it does, let us know whenever it comes out and we'll, we'll push it out so oh, everybody can great. check it out. It's yeah. been a pleasure, you guys. You know, like, yes. uh, yeah, it was great uh, getting to chat. And I tell you, I always, I, I uh, really like new friends. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah, us too. All right, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Chris and I would love to thank Abe for coming on the show. I mean, 83 years old, still doing it. Amazing, amazing story. Abe, you had such a career, such a great streak of luck. We, I mean, we had such a blast talking with you. And uh, we want everybody to check out this body of work in this book. I mean, it is incredible. It's beautiful stuff. It's like a time capsule. Again, Abe, thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. We greatly appreciate it. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk for only a buck. You can get the show two days early. We also have our Patreon only develop and hang and just a bunch of other stuff archived over there like i've said before patreon is the best way to help support the show and for the patreons who already help support the show guys we do not know what we would do without you so until next week we will see you with an all new episode later guys